Welcome to episode 20 of Behind the Backstop for the love of the game. So, uh, we're back. It didn't take us five weeks. Yay! That was because Matt pestered me and put me on notice on uh, social media that I needed to hurry up. <laughs> yeah, and we had about 15 minutes before the Indians game starts, so... Uh, we're not going to rush this too much. No, we're not going to rush it too much, but we thought it'd be fun to kind of explore... You know, we've talked a lot, like, the last one was about tryouts and... Um, the one two before that was about tryouts and we were talking about all the things that go into you know running around and selecting teams and the money and how to try to make the right choices and kind of made a step back and say why you know why is it worth all the trouble why why are we so focused on baseball so for love of the game is you know what we're going to talk about some of the reasons we love the game of baseball both amateur and professional um and it also for Love of the Game is the name of the first movie <laughs> that we watched. Um, Matt took a whole week to call me after our blind date of the Cleveland Indians um, 1999 playoff game against Boston Red Sox where, you know, Pedro Montanez came in and crushed our dreams. But I thought we had a connection, but it took a week for us to connect again. <laughs> right. Well, um, that's, um, we did... It was see the first the first date was like a blind date and I thought you were bribed to go on it which is probably true. You it got, was true. I did buy you a beer. I mean, why wouldn't you call a girl that buys you a beer at a ball game? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking what the, the real story was. I was thinking of the perfect uh, thing to do that you wouldn't possibly say no. So um, I found a baseball movie that was playing. It was called For Love of the Game. It's a pretty good movie. It really is. I really do enjoy it. It's more about baseball than um, the cutting edge is, is about <laughs> hockey. I'll tell you that. I kind of bribed him into that one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, enough about us. Let's talk about baseball. Joyce, what are some of the reasons you love baseball? Well, the players. I mean, not just professional players, but even the kids on our, our, um, our teams. You know, the, the characters that come with it and, and watching their different moments of success and, and defeat. There's always drama. Those come from behind victories you thought weren't possible. So you take your kids to the car because it's cold. And then, you know, somebody you never think would hit a, a walk-off home run. Boom, hits a walk-off <laughs> home run. And you're like, I just missed that. I cannot believe it. And that was a youth game from like three or four years ago. We still remember it. Yes, because I'm still better. I walked. I left. I'm so sorry. So there's advice. Don't leave the game early. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. And then there's pictures that dominate, you know. Like in youth sports, you like most pitchers could go three or four innings, and sometimes you know they have it going on. They're just dominating a team, but just due to league rules, which are very important. I you know I wouldn't suggest taking them all five, six innings or seven innings, but you know then comes in a different pitcher and the mojo kind of switches, and it's kind of nice to see how the kids react. Do we still you know does that kid have the same mojo as the first guy? Is he throwing strikes and everything like that? It's kind of funny that. I saw a situation earlier this year in a game where the starting pitcher really kind of shut down the team that one of our boys was playing on, and it kind of looked, like you said, hopeless. Well, there was a rule that I, I it's in Major League Baseball that you've seen it a couple times lately, too, where, you know, that pitcher, he went out and he played in the field in a different position, and then they brought him back in to close out the game because when things were getting close. And when he came back in, it was different. The kids, the kids had figured something out, or they had built confidence from momentum, and it was a completely different thing. He was not down anymore, even the same pitcher in the same game. So it's that's why you always watch because there's there's always a chance. 
I also like the history, you know, the different backgrounds of the players, you know, where they're coming from and how, what their road was to get to, like, you know, I'm talking more Major League Baseball at this point. But, you know, it's very interesting to see that and how, you know, it's a great example for our kids sometimes. You know, look, they overcame this. Not that our kids have a lot of difficulties, think, you know, but to get there and, and to keep working hard and to pers persevere. And it's a great... Sometimes I get down on media um, just because of, you know, how they sometimes set the stories and over-dramatize things. But um, there was a great thing they did about um, just some of the background, some of the players and the fields they play on and the equipment they use. And those people love the game so much that they just keep doing it. So, I mean, you don't have to have a beautiful facility, professional coaches develop a love of the game and to get really good at the game. You just have to have the want and the desire. It really is the bottom line. They did a segment about Mar Mariano Rivera and how he cut a cardboard, a piece of cardboard to be his glove when oh, he was wow. practicing. Wow. And, you know, that was that was how he just was dirt poor mm -hmm. and developed developed good hands. Um, he almost thought he could have been a shortstop in that case. But he, yeah. from, from just using the equipment that was discarded. Also, the game unites people. It doesn't matter what your background is. If you enjoy the game, you enjoy the game. And you enjoy a good, good play when a ground out to shorty, when a guy goes to the hole to make the stop. Or a diving catch or a home run, home run where you're cheering for the same team. It's just fun to be a part of. Right. I mean, we were just talking about how it's kind of an international sport. But I think one of the reasons I like it is it's also quintessentially in a way like an American sport. Like, if you watch Ken Burns' documentary about baseball... They overlaid the things going on in society with baseball as sort of like a metaphor for America or a microcosm of America, if you want to put it that way. And so particularly in my interest, Irish immigrants came over and did really, really well, both you know, on the field and as umpires and you know, eventually in managing in the front office. You just, but it was parallel to the immigration and coming over at the same time and you know, kind of starting from the bottom and working their way up and being successful in something and dominating it. Um, so that that's an American sport. MLB is trying to make it really international by having these games in London. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I think it's too far to go. Don't I don't think there'll ever be a team in London. No. And I don't think the English people are really ever going to become raving fanatics for American baseball. No, I agree. It's basically you, you, the North and, and somewhat Central America, it's their sport. In Japan. Oh, yeah, of course. Right, right, right. But they're not flying over to Japan for a three-game series either. Well, they open season in Japan, but <laughs> other than that. Other than that. Right. Oh, they still call it the World Series. Oh, the World Series has only been played in two countries, right? True. That is true. That is true. Also, for the love of the game, about the life lessons it teaches us. Bob Feller once said, every day is a new opportunity. You can build on yesterday's success or put its failures behind and start over again. That's the way life is, with a new game every day, and that's the way baseball is. That's true. It's it's a great philosophy to have. Bob Feller, he was a great pitcher, but he also loved talking about the game and handing things down. Several years ago, our oldest got to meet Bob Feller, and I'd, had, I'd heard from his reputation that he was very quite grumbly and you know, sort of a uh, grumpy old man at that point. <laughs> but uh, he took time, even though he was eating, to yeah. put down a sandwich. Yeah. Um, he shook John's hand. He gave him an autograph. He was 
super as nice as he can be. I just wish we would have captured the moment and taken a picture. Yeah, but you don't always have to take a picture That's to true. remember it. I mean, I'm John Leno remembers it. Right. And then then you start thinking about the traditions of baseball and how it is it is passed down from generation to generation. Like, I remember my dad, he had stories about going to Leap Park with his grandfather. Now, his, his grandfather was born, I think, in 1866 or something like that. And then he went to see ball games at League Park. And then when I was a kid, my dad took me to see ball games at Municipal Stadium. And then my dad has went to see games with his grandchildren at, well, it was Jacobsville at the point, right, at that point. Right. But I mean, it was, so it was generational things. It's something you could do um, and enjoy. And, you know, when he was sitting there, you know, and telling stories about, oh, I remember seeing this player and that player. And when you're a kid, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, that's an old player. It was really good. But then as you get older, you get an appreciation for both as fans, but even within the sport. Players from each generation teach things to the next generation. What I love about that story is, um, like, our kids were young when Grandpa Keo passed away. But they, for you know, by love and grace of God, they got to play at League Park. And I think that's really cool that that got to be passed down. That is. I'm actually reading a book right now that kind of touches on the generational pool of baseball. Um, it's specifically to the Indians, but it's right by a great writer, Terry Pluto. Mm-hmm. It's called Our Tribe. And I think the name on it is a little bit of a pun because the Indians are colloquially referred to as, as the tribe, but also Our Tribe, meaning the, you sort of like he and his father and the people who um, love baseball. It's kind of a, a tribe of people that have a common common interest in going to a game sometimes and spending time with your father or spending time with your son or daughter at these events it doesn't even have to be a professional game it can be you know just at a, at a game those are things that build relationships and make relationships stronger and even if you're at that point in your life where you don't seem like you have a lot of things in common with the with the older generation or the younger generation appreciation and love of, of baseball can really keep that relationship going yeah, my parents um, coached me in slow pitch softball, and I always thought it was funny how, you know, we had a lot of fun. We weren't very successful, but the teams had a lot of fun. Um, but then the first year my parents stopped coaching, we, my sister and I went on to have, where we got on successful teams, and it was, you know, that was nice too, but it was just like, but we still, we have all those memories. I was the bad girl because I wasn't going to play t-ball, but then finally I was old enough to play, and I was so happy about that. <laughs> The game itself, one thing I really like about it is, despite the best efforts of Major League Baseball, um, there's no clock. Like, they, sure, when you're playing in a tournament, there's a two-hour time limit, but that only means, in the tournaments we play in, that an inning can't start after that. I've heard in some softball tournaments, and maybe some baseball tournaments too, there's like a... Like an, a dead, hour, like an a, hour 50 minutes? Well, no, it's a, it's a dead stop. It's oh. like when, when the clock strikes, whatever, um, it, it's over, huh. uh, which is, I don't like that. And so keep that away from baseball, everyone. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about going into overtime. It's extra innings. Right, so right, it, right. It's, it's extra innings and who knows what's going to happen then. I mean, and about the rules, I mean, the distance to from pitcher's mound to home plate, the distance to first base, it's it's held up very very well and of course they scale it down for the younger kids uh and major league baseball has been pretty much the same you know for i don't know how long but it it seems like just the sort of dimensions of the base pass the pitcher's mound the height's been messed with up and down and things like that for competition's sake but it seems like it's like almost perfect um so the, the game itself is just sort of beautifully designed 
whether it was by Abner Doubleday or not. You know, and talking about traditions too, is like the Baseball Hall of Fame is just an incredible place um, where it, again, sort of like I was talking about Ken Burns and looking at baseball as a microcosm of society. They do a really good job not being too heavy handed with it at the Baseball Hall of Fame Museum in Cooperstown, New York. They do a good job of sort of looking at different aspects of it, women in baseball, um, is you know, the the Hispanic culture in baseball, Negro leagues, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's an great education. To, everything wasn't always done right, and you know talking about how um, society can improve and people can improve, but there's that that root of baseball. One of the things about I like to do is um, I love to keep score at our kids' baseball games, um, whether it be electronically or you know with the pencil and paper. Um, I feel like it keeps me more um, focused on the game at hand because uh, sometimes it can get distracted. You know, even if I am keeping score, you know, you might get into a very good conversation or my kids might need a band-aid or something. Not the ones that are playing, though. Just right. <laughs> the other ones when they were little. Jim Gaffigan is one of my favorite comedians, but one of his great flaws is he doesn't love baseball. and he has, But he has a, a funny routine where he talks about baseball you know, is is pretty good, but everyone kind of forgets about what's going on about a couple of innings into it. They can only kind of stay stay up with it for a little while because they just sort of distracted. And part of that is pace of play that I enjoy. Right. But it's you know, it's not. It's, I mean, I like hockey too. I like football, but I think the pace of play, the fact that you can sort of have a conversation while you're watching it with someone, is is one of the strong points of it. Although it does kind of your mind does. Fun to meander. Right, but it does make me feel part of the game, and it's also like writing a diary or a memory of that day for my kids, or, you know, oh my gosh, the one time I did not keep score, my kid, you know, threw a one, it was a, a shutout, complete game shutout, and I didn't keep score that day. I thought, oh, I'm just going to take a break, and that was the day I didn't keep score, and I'm like, oh, what a love to have that in one of my books that I have. I think you should just forge it. Well, it is on Game Changer. I could just print it out. There you go. That'd be good. <laughs> so those are some of the reasons we love baseball. Why we go to the effort of being baseball parents. Yes, yes. I, we really do. And, you know, there's some players out there now. Um, some are good examples. Some are bad examples. But they give us talking points with their children, too. Hey, look. Look how he prepares all through the off season. And now with social media, most of them share it. Some aren't, you know, some aren't afraid to. They put themselves out on the line like that. And I really enjoy that. And I'm like, look, look how he, what he does. Look what he does, how he's working. And then there's other guys that maybe they run their mouth or they throw their helmets. Hey, you throw your gloves at an umpire, you get tossed these days. As well you should. Right. You point those things out too because the point is, is to respect the game and respect yourself and respect your teammates. So thanks for tuning in again. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes. And um, we will be back soon, we think. We think. Well, fall ball is starting in two weeks, so stay tuned. We're going to do the thing with the phones. We just absolutely are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll call in. <laughs> Until next time, we'll be... Behind the Backstop. Stop.